Radio Influence. The future is now. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go-to person. He has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. And now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hey everybody, welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin, my sidekick, Seth Hurd. Hey Seth. Hey, this is this is gonna be a good week. This is gonna be a good show. And you know, when you're listening to this thing, it's gonna be a good week for you too. I'm pretty pumped here. This is uh, a really good topic. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome week. And this is the most positive show on the planet. And you know why? We need positivity, Seth. We need extreme positivity in our lives, in our homes in our companies right now, and we need to control what we can control, and we can control how we think, either positive or negative. That's up to us. And you can't be positive and negative simultaneously. So you're either one or the other. I had not thought about that before. (laughs) Yeah, it's not possible. Please give it a try, everyone. But uh, I choose positivity. We have free will, so why not? Pretty pumped about diving further into visualization and really making some things happen for you here in your life. But first, we got to do who's in the zone. Um, there's not enough time even to do all of the in the zone moments. So we're going to hit on some some big ones. A lot of upsets this week. But the first one we've got to get into uh, is, are we going NFL or are we going MLB first? Well, I, th- I think the first one's uh, Monday night football. Uh, Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Dude, you're in the zone. You were totally in the zone. Now, played the Washington Redskins. Uh, the Eagles won, as we all know, 34 to 24. But the real news is Carson Wentz has put this team on his back. They were seven and nine last year, the Eagles. The Eagles are now six and one. They're at the top of the NFL. And Wentz went from closing nine minutes, closing the second half, opening the first half. He threw three touchdown passes in those nine minutes. And the other thing I liked about Carson Wentz, this guy is calm and cool under pressure. Now, for the non-football fans, uh, a defensive team wants to give the quarterback of the offensive team little or no time. He wants to hurry him, knock him down, uh, really put some pressure on him. And the Redskins are a heavy blitzing team to put pressure on a on the passer. Uh, 117 yards, 8 for 11, Carson Wentz went went under a blitz by the Washington Redskins. Uh, He had four touchdowns, 268 yards, 17 for 25. And the one thing that was pretty amazing, if you saw the game and if you didn't, he threw the ball 62.8 yards in the air. 
uh, caught by Mac Hollins, uh, his uh, star receiver uh, for a touchdown. But I mean, 62.8 yards. Holy cow. He was in the zone. Okay. Follow up question here because, you know, the NFL, I think, is or football in particular is, is unique in team sports and that's that one person especially in football cannot just drag someone they cannot just drag a team into success so you you could argue that you could put lebron james on pretty much any team and he can go out there and score 40 points and you know the bottom of the barrel nba right now he could probably get in there and do that with the nfl man there's so many moving pieces right there that, are um you have to in order for you to be in the zone, obviously your line's got to be in the zone offensively and defensively. So when one person is having a standout performance like that, are they, I don't know if I want to say dragging the rest of the team into the zone with them or how, how is that I, I think I really believe that uh, you influence, influence is win-win and it's contagious. It starts in the locker room. It starts in preseason and the one thing you want out of a middle linebacker on defense or the one thing you want out of a quarterback on offense, the, the coach and the players around him, they want reliability, and, and that is consistency. Carson Wentz, second year in the league, is reliable. He has been consistent, and uh, that is contagious, and it's infectious. Now, the flip side's contagious. I mean, if you're a bad actor, you're leading the team, you're not doing well, you're, you're bitching and moaning about whatever, you're complaining, pointing fingers, that's contagious. That can take a good team and drag them down into the basement. And everybody's scratching their heads going, boy, on paper, they look so good. Why aren't they winning? You can probably find four, five, six players that are really negative, and they're spreading that negativity. Uh, Carson Wentz, now I'm not in the locker room, but by just seeing what's happening in Philly, because the Philly fans can go nuts in a good way, but I, I wouldn't want them against me. I, I've been <laughs> to South Philly a lot, coaching a lot of athletes there, and I love Philadelphia just as that vibrant city. But Carson Wentz has definitely increased the energy, increased the positivity, and I believe it's spilling over in the rest of the team, and the record reflects that. So I, I think it's just attitudinal influence, but it does start at the top with the owner, uh, with the head coach, with all the other coaches, and and then it's someone key. You know, this is like Tom Brady, same thing. Very contagious with his positivity. And, and you can knock him for whatever reason you want. This guy's a winner. Can we move over to baseball here? Let's, um, oh, I love baseball, and it's my favorite time of year. It, uh, the fall classic. The fall classic is is beautiful. Houston Astros, a lot of people didn't think that we were going to see them still playing right now. Well, the Yankees had both hands around their neck. I, I mean, <laughs> Houston wins two games. They go to New York, and Houston chokes. They really struggled. Their offense uh, sputtered. Uh, the mystique of Yankee Stadium really set them off. But once they got back to Houston, uh, and, and they're one game away from being eliminated. They're, they'll be on a fishing trip in, in a matter of a day or two. Uh, they really ignited their team. And uh, one of my former clients, uh, Alex Cora, my good friend, the hitting coach there, Dave Hudgens, uh, the hitting coach, this is the best offensive team in baseball. And uh, they got in the zone. They won it for their city. 
Uh, I know I had a conversation uh, on text with Frank Thomas saying, uh, there's no way Houston's going to win uh, because of their pitching. But I thought with one game in the seventh game, uh, Houston really needed this win. Houston's strong. Houston went through the hurricane. The city really rallied. The community got in the zone. Houston got in the zone. And they're now in the World Series. And two pitchers threw, I believe, a three-hit shutout to get into the World Series, which, I mean, that's really special uh, right four there. Four to nothing uh, to win that seventh game. Pretty impressive. And uh, uh, Houston, uh, what a great series it's going to be. Uh, already it's uh, starting off to be great. Uh, the Dodgers, the Astros, probably, I, and I believe this is true, the two best teams in baseball this doesn't always happen. No, because sometimes you get a bad championship series where somebody got hot for a minute and then they get to the championship and just get crushed. Uh, they, and these like, two well. clubs, uh, either one would be an awesome champion. Uh, Houston, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see uh, what's going to happen. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. And again, congratulations to the bench coach, Alex Cora. Congratulations on being the new manager of the Boston Red Sox. I'm looking forward to heading to Boston uh, helping out uh, former client Alex Cora. So I'm excited about uh, that new uh, hire. And you're really in the zone when you are able to stay in a coaching position in Major League Baseball because a lot of times it's when something goes wrong, it's not the, you know, the head guys that get blamed. It's those role coaches that actually probably have the most pressure and the most threat to not having a job anymore. And so to be able to stay in that game is highly, highly impressive. Yeah, they're easily dismissed. Uh, you know, blame the coach. See you later. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, also in the zone, Alex Rodriguez, Frank Thomas, two former clients. They're doing a, uh, a an awesome job on the air, uh, Fox Sports, uh, through the playoffs, and uh, they're in the zone. So uh, this is our in-the-zone moment. Let's dive into the main topic here because this is really one of those weeks where you can come back to the show next week and – and the week after that, and the week after that, and say, because of what happened in this particular episode, my life started to look different. So let's get into it. Visualization. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorite subjects. It's a cornerstone of everything I'm about. And it's based on the premise that uh, if you sleep eight hours a night, trust me on the math here, you're awake 112 hours a week. The human, the average person, spends half of that time, 60, 65 hours visualizing naturally, and it really is in the form of a daydream. So if you feel you're hungry, you may picture a Big Mac, and the, while you're driving right now, you go, wow, I, I can see it, I can taste it, I'm, I'm not advocating McDonald's, but you're going to pull over and, and get yourself some hot fries. So we picture everything that we want to do. So the whole point of this show is let's get proactive and direct our visualization in a conscious level so that you can really get the results that you want. It's not haphazard. And again, 50% of your waking hours are spent visualizing anyway. Why not visualize what you want? Now, the flip side is, Seth, how many of us have visualized, oh, I don't want to go to work. I don't want, oh my God, it's raining. We visualize what we don't want, and that's maybe more prevalent today than ever before. So this show is about very positive, task 
situational visualization based on what you want in your life. Can we do a real quick aside? You've mentioned on the show before, but I really want to drive this point home. Negative visualization. So, you know, it, it is, it's, it's raining. It's, we've, we've definitely hit fall here in Chicago, right? You know, we, 40, we, 45 fall, degrees. Fall is here. <laughs> if I'm just walking around all day today saying, okay, after I do the show, oh man, I got to drive here and do this. And oh man, what if, man, if I just get stuck in traffic and then that's going to throw my whole day off and I'm not going to get things done and the whole week's going to be, you know, two hours behind. What, what happens when I'm playing that over and over again in my head? And I mean, that's obviously a very benign one because the whole week probably isn't actually going to get thrown off because traffic is a little. Yeah, but you know, you know, we visualize things like, look at this idiot. Get out of the way. What are you? T- oh, my goodness. What are you? What are you driving like two miles an hour? That's a, a visualization. Every thought you have has a, an image affixed to it. Every single thought. The average person has 2000 thoughts. You start thinking negatives. That's going to be replayed at night at least once. And if you think negatives in the last 30 minutes before you sleep, that negative is going to be replayed 15 to 20 times. You do that seven days in a row, that negativity, those negative things can manifest into reality. And that's how bad luck really happens. You did it. You created that unlucky period in your life. So most people would say, okay, I got to be super on at the office. I got to be super on at practice. I got to be super on at the board meeting. But w- And then, you know, I can just totally be spaced out from 6 to 10 p.m. after I get home. What you're saying is that 9.30 to 10 slot, man, you better be paying attention. Uh, when you're going to sleep, that last 30 minutes, uh, you better think about what you think about. You really need to do some serious inventory. And look, we all have challenges. But instead of dwelling on the challenge, See the solution. Affix a solution to every challenge that walks into your life, whether it's by text, by email, in person, or whether you're looking at your profit and loss statement and going, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I'm losing money. Turn it into what you want. Flip it around. You have free will. Nothing can enter your mind without your permission, Seth. Not one thing. So visualization is real. So let me give you a couple of simple visualizations. If you're driving, keep your eyes open, obviously. But I want you to visualize your work, your job, and how much you're getting paid for your work or your job. Give yourself a raise. Right now, just give yourself a raise. Whatever your take home is for the month, bump it. 20%. See that number in your mind. You must see it long before the accolades, the cash, the rewards are going to happen. You must really be able to see it. Uh, Now, how do you see it? You can see it in a movie set. But if you really want to make something happen, you're also going to see and hear and taste and feel. You're going to activate every one of your five senses in this visualization. So I'm going to ring a bell. I hope you can hear it. That is an extremely distinct sound. Now, 
can you recreate that sound in your mind? Everybody, ring the bell. And I, I may have you ring that bell in your mind throughout this telecast. Now let's see if we can get taste involved. Seth, I love apples. Most people love apples. Apple Day keeps the doctor away. Wow, this apple is so awesome. Now bite into an apple in your mind. Hear the crunch. See if it can get you to salivate. Recreate the sound and the taste of the apple. And now ring the bell in your mind. Now here's why this works. Okay. Your subconscious mind, which controls intuition, and it'll guide you behind the scenes. Your subconscious mind, Seth, does not know the difference between fantasy and reality. Repeat that, everyone, in your mind. Your subconscious mind does not know the difference between fantasy and reality. So you go to bed tonight, and you start dreaming about some guy chasing you with a knife. Oh, my goodness, it's Halloween almost. And, <laughs> you know, here comes the, the guy that, with the knife. It's Freddy Cougar. You wake up in the middle of the night, and you're sweating. Your heart rate's up. You're breathing 20 breaths a minute. Your eyes are dilated, and you're scared. And you're like, oh, my gosh. What was on the screen of space in your mind, your subconscious didn't know it was real or not, so it activated your body as if it's so. And then you look under the bed, you look behind the curtains, there's no one there. You're completely alone. The subconscious mind that you control, you can program, does not know the difference between fantasy in reality. And so on this show, I would love for all the listeners, all the zoniacs of this show, start visualizing what you want as opposed to what you don't want, but make it real. See it in completed, finished state. Now, Seth, we've talked about this before, and you and I have talked about this off the air. I think you've got something to share. Uh-huh. I think you. I think I, I put you on the spot. Uh-huh. I had you visualize something. You don't have to give all the details, but you've tried it. I have, and you know when when we first met about doing a show together, I I've seen a lot of people kind of in this space, um, not really have any way to back it up, and so it's like, okay, so you coach people. Oh, okay, you've coached some of the best athletes that have played the game, <laughs> you know, and then I kind of started stepping into the Jim Fannin world, if you will. Right. And so I put a number in my head for October that I, I didn't think I would get to business wise. Um, had you ever done that before? I had not. And you know, what's actually pretty beneficial about doing the show is I tried to do the same business in 2012. That's when the healthcare regulations, um, you know, kicked in or whatever, the price of my insurance went uh, pretty far north. And I, I could have covered that by getting one more client, making one more sale, right? Instead, I just went out and got a job because the mindset I was at at that time, I was like, well, I can't do that. That's like the easiest thing. I look back at that. I'm like, God, oh, that was the easiest thing I could have done. It's so much fun to be able to be learning this along with the audience and you know, saying I started at zero five months ago. So I had a number for October and I, I didn't, you know, I don't even know if I committed like I should have committed to visualization, uh, but I made it. I mean, I'm, I'm only half, well, three weeks through the month, right? And I made it. 
And so you got somebody sitting here that's saying, okay, I maybe went 60% on this for the first month and it still happened. Uh, and so I'm excited for November. You just said, okay, you're going to raise that number. And I was like, whoa. But then I remembered I didn't even commit to it all the way. I did a pretty good job. I didn't do a bang up job. And so I'm going into November with that month in my head, without, with that number in my head, without a doubt. How this works is that, you know, once an image is really ensconced and really fixed in your mind, your subconscious really freaks out a little bit of that massive repetition. It puts pressure on it, and it will do everything behind the scenes, causing serendipity and coincidence and, uh, wow, how did that happen? But it's pulling the strings like a puppeteer, uh, manifesting that vision into its reality. Let's go ahead and give a little background on how this came into your life. And then um, I, I'm pumped to give some more specifics to the audience. And then an unbelievable letter from actor, an actress in Hollywood that, that saw this thing happen. So I'm going to actually dive into, you know, with your permission, fortunately, um, how this came about in your life, how you started using the power of visualization. And if I said, you know, when I read this, it might sound like your grandfather, you know, had all kinds of exclusive access to the best minds, you know, of his day. And in reality, your, your grandfather was from Kentucky. Uh, and oh, he- definitely. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my grandpa, he, he was totally a hillbilly for sure. He was the moonshiner and the sheriff of Letcher County. <laughs> and and uh, if you didn't buy his booze, he probably would arrest you. But but the thing that uh, made him so special to me uh, in my formative years, three, four, five, six years old, uh, he took me in lo- on long walks in the woods, sometimes blindfolded me to uh, teach me how to find my way home. But we always talked about dreams, and he made me laugh so many times about some of his crazy dreams. Uh, he dreamed of catching a lot of fish, and, and when he told me about it, about all the fish he was going to catch, and he, he'd put his arms out and show me how big they were going to be. I pictured him in mind all, all these fish kind of dancing like a synchronized swimmer jumping up out of the water. And I visualized having a uh, an indoor swimming pool for what, whatever reason. Uh, you know, we're poor. We don't we barely have a house, much less a swimming pool. But he really got me to really tap into dream. If you believe it, this can happen. Dreams can come true. The book is The Blueprint. It's coming out in 2018. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon.com. Uh, first time, actually, that this is, has been out in the public. Um, by the way, can you give me the, the specific date on this so we know? Uh, it's coming out February 6, 2018. Uh, the Blueprint, a proven plan for successful living. Uh, the craziness about this book, really, is it was, in a way, written by all of my clients over 44 years. Uh, my team cataloged. Every client, every client's arenas of their lives, typically nine arenas, yourself, your brother, your friend, you got a job, personal finance, wellness, all of those arenas of an individual's life. And we cataloged every vision, every goal, every task, and all the key people in each person's 
uh, arena. And we're talking to around 2,000 people. And that took some time to do. Uh, and then we boiled them down into visions, goals, tasks, and put it in the book. So uh, when you finish the book, uh, you'll be able to take your dreams, your visions, and we'll have goals that you can pluck out and use or definitely edit, adjust, bump up, whatever you want to do. Uh, but it's a book about how to manifest whatever you want in your life. Nothing great happens, Seth, without a blueprint. No building, no house, uh, no community, uh, no country. Everything great has a blueprint. And uh, the good news is you get to visualize that blueprint, whatever you want it to be. I'm going to go ahead and jump into a piece here. And I, you know, I asked about you know where your grandfather came from, because in some ways this sounds like something like, you know, you learn when you get into Yale or Harvard and, you know, the wise old professor takes his side. And so let me, let me tell you how to, I, how I'm to not really. sure my grandfather could spell Harvard, much less get into Harvard. So from the book, the blueprint, Jim Fannin, dreams are energy. Papas would say over and over, they move like water. They swiftly seek the path of least resistance through the deepest part of your mind, the subconscious mind, they ride on the intuitive transportation of your brain. Like a global network of the phone company, the switchboard lights up. They look for connectivity. They seek all the parts to make it whole. Dreams search for manifestation, he told me. What's manifestation? I yeah, asked. what's, what's manifestation, Papa? I, yeah, I'm not a lot of word, uh, not a word a lot of five-year-olds have probably no, mastered. Yeah. I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. That's when it becomes real, he said. Like an ancient philosopher, my grandfather said... Dreams travel tirelessly through the subconscious world on the fuel of your relentless intuition. I don't get it, was my reply. Again, you, we'll give you a hall pass for being five. Thank, thank, <laughs> thank you. Narrowing his gaze, he stared into my eyes and said, if you want and expect it to happen, it's possible, then it will. Through research and experience, I've learned that dreams can match two people together in a seemingly coincidental ma manner in order to achieve your purpose and theirs. Dreams collect wants and needs from multiple unlikely sources and cause unexpected interactions. They can even block dead-end paths so that you'll see a better route. A person's dream can delay a walk across the street just enough to meet the person that can lead you closer to your fruition. It can sew strangers' thoughts together to weave the finished quilt of your reality. Like a puppeteer pulling the strings from behind the scenes, your dreams bring your thoughts to life. Dreams are alive just like the woods. Uh, that was my grandfather and, um, boy, he was a dreamer and, uh, I'm so blessed. I I'm a blessed soul to have a grandfather. I've got, I've got a new grandson. I hope I'm, uh, the grandfather, the papa, if you will, uh, that my grandfather was to me. I hope I am that, uh, to my grandson and, um, dreams are, um, they're real, but you know how many, how many of us have had a dream? but we needed an income stream, so we just got a job. And we put that dream down, and we come back to it. We think about it. Something reminds us all about the dream, but it doesn't leave off to the table. There it is. I don't take it. I don't grab a hold of it. I, I don't break it down into its parts. I, I don't visualize one week or two weeks that are stepping stones that's going to take me to manifesting that dream of writing a book, writing a novel, of owning my own company, of making a million dollars. 
uh, of starting my own foundation, my own charity. I mean, there's so many things that so many people want to do. We just don't get around to it, Seth. We put it down. Okay. And there's a fantastic example from an actress out in LA that's done some really cool stuff I want to get into in just a second, but I got to ask for that. So you're saying we're not getting it done. How do we make this day different than yesterday? If you're not doing this at all, where's the starting point? I think you need to commit. You need to commit to a process. It's proven. It works. Uh, The track record, and not just for my clients, but a lot of people around the world are doing active, proactive visualization. I think you give it a 30-day try. I really do. Give it a 90-day try. Uh, You don't have to dream big. You can dream big for a week, but make it measurable so that you can get the feedback that'll even give you more confidence to dream bigger the next time. But you need to get started. And I think the commitment is repetition. We've all thought positive things, but we put it down because we didn't get instant results. We, we quit on our dreams. And this is from Courtney. I want a little, I'm going to read the whole page because it's, it's so powerful. And by the way, Courtney's been in, uh, she's on, in a one woman off Broadway show right now. She's done Batman versus Superman. And she's, she's really, an actress. She's coming into her own as an actress, right? Wasn't always like that. Have you ever found your sleep, yourself sleepwalking through life? You were still getting up every morning, going to work, meeting friends, eating with your family, but somewhere along the way, that light just turned off. I met Jim Fannin at that point in my career when I was totally and completely in the dark. My light had only been, uh, not only been turned off, but I'd also shut the door and locked it to my passion. I subconsciously gave up on my career. Living life in LA as an actor had just gotten too hard for me, and I mentally quit on myself. Physically, I was still showing up and putting that smile on my face, but that did not matter because my whole life was disjointed. I was physically going through the motions of doing my job to prove that I was not giving up on my dream, damn it. But mentally, I could not be further from my actions. Now, mind you, I met Jim Fannin for the first time. I had no idea uh, that this man had come equipped with an arsenal of tools to see right through my false bravado. He took one look at me and said, you've given up on yourself, Courtney. And I started to cry because he was right. For so long, I had let myself slide further and further away from my dreams and passions because I felt beat up. Jim made me take a hard look at where I was really at in my life and what I had done to get myself there. What's so amazing about that meeting is that it scared me. I couldn't believe I had just given up. That's not my character at all. But as one of my acting teachers used to say, on any given Sunday, anything can happen. And well, it did happen. I let myself get beat up by life, and now here is this man shining a light on what I thought I had kept well hidden. Jim looked at the light and asked if I was okay with this, if I was really okay with quitting on myself. The answer was no. This is the part where Jim changed the course of my life forever. He looked me dead in the eyes and said, okay, Courtney, give me 30 days. I will work with you for 30 days and see what happens. What happened was nothing short of a miracle. I did everything Jim told me to do. I visualized, I wrote my journal, I set goals, and I met every day with genuine positivity and gratitude. If he told me to drink raw eggs every morning, I'm assuming that's from the movie Rocky, which which you didn't make it to do that. No, 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 no eggs. But I would have done it. The point is uh, that I was a very diligent student because I really wanted to see if Jim's way of life worked. And boy, did it ever. Exactly 30 days later... I booked my first acting job in Los Angeles. What's more remarkable is that 
this particular role was written for a young African-American male. But Jim would always remind me that it doesn't matter because if you're great at your job, they'll just rewrite the character. That's what they did. Jim woke me up. He helped me turn the light back on and as Thoreau wrote, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you've imagined. To this day, every time I speak with or email or have lunch with Jim Fannin, that light is turned up a little brighter. There's no ceiling or limit to my success. Uh, and Jim not only helped me see that, but helped me set it in motion. Well, first of all, she is extremely talented. Uh, my, I am from Kentucky, and uh, my father said, if you want to win the Kentucky Derby, you better get a real fast horse. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was so right. Uh, Courtney's extremely talented. Uh, there is no limit to her success. And whether it's going to be as a screenwriter or an actor, and uh, I'm so proud of her. One woman show, which is pretty awesome, uh, off Broadway, and she visualized the entire thing. So uh, she's uh, she's a special person. But you know what? There's a lot of Courtney in all of us. Many of us have given up on a dream, on a passion, and um, that's a sad that's a sad thing, especially when that dream could be manifest and could be done swiftly. So. You know, I, I'm throwing a challenge out to all the listeners. Choose something 30 days that you would like to accomplish. Give this a try. But you need to visualize, make it real. I mean, your subconscious, again, doesn't know fantasy from reality. And that last 30 minutes, unhinge your jaw. You're getting ready to drift off into sleep. Get your breathing down from... 15 to 20 breaths a minute, down to six to eight, long inhale, long exhale. Just get in that purposeful calm and then run the movie in your mind. Uh, best-selling author Tom Grinius uh, called our office and said, do you coach authors? And um, the answer is not yet. <laughs> and he was already a New York Times best-selling author before he even called our office. Uh, so why do you need me? You're already successful. And he said, well, it took me six years to write this book. I just signed a huge contract with one of the top publishers in the world, and they want a bestseller once a year for three years, signed deal, and then he's like, how am I going to do that? It took me five or six years to write one book. They want a bestseller in one year. How can I do that? And one of the things that Tom did, he started to take a bath multiple times a night before he went to sleep. And in the bathtub, I'm telling Tom, I'm telling on you, in the bathtub, he visualized the next chapter of his book and saw it as a movie in his mind. And then he drifts, he gets out of the tub, dries off, and goes to sleep. Now, during the night, that movie that he played in his mind was replayed 15 to 20 times while he's sleeping. He wakes up the next day, and we, he, we had come to the conclusion that he wrote within a three-hour period in the morning. That was his best writing. Not that he couldn't write in the afternoon. But he got in the zone That's where automatically in the morning. And he woke up and all of a sudden it was like somebody else moving his fingers on the on the keyboard. 
that vision from the night before, it manifested into the printed word. Three bestsellers later, he turned his vision into reality. And that's how it works. Is it easy? I think the concept, Seth, is very easy. I think in in practice, repetition is not easy because we're Americans and we like fast food. And we, <laughs> you know, I, that's why I wrote the ninety second rule. We want things quick. Well, some of these visions can be done in thirty days, and some of the big visions you have sometimes it may take a lifetime. Don't give up on your dreams. And I, I gotta say, you know. Is if I can help push you as someone who keeps coming back to the Jim Fannin show to improve your life, if you're going to start setting these, odds are you're probably going to aim too low, not too high. So, for example, I'm six foot six. I have a feeling you're not going to coach me to be a jockey in the Kentucky Derby, you know, no matter how much I want. Uh, and, and you're also probably not going to win the Masters in 2018, Seth. No offense, I haven't seen you play golf. I mean, you may not play golf. I don't play golf at all, so that, that would be hard. Yeah, you know so, what? It, it's not going to make you something that you don't have the potential to be. That's definite. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not going to happen. However, if you have the potential, carve some time to consciously visualize about what you want. And what's going to derail you? What's going to sabotage you when you don't get instant feedback and you go, yeah, here we go again. Oh man, if I didn't have any bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. These are self-sabotaging statements that will actually take the fuel out of that dream. So you got to measure too. So we're doing a 30-day challenge here. 30-day challenge. Uh, measure uh, something measurable, something, uh, it could be a dollar amount, it could be whatever you want it to be. So I want to be in better shape is not a goal because how do you determine that after 30 days? Well, here's what, here's the, here's the uh, science behind this. I want to be in better shape. Now the question is, when you say that, what went on the screen? Somebody out of shape? Possibly. So Gosh, I'm so fat. I got it. All right, I got to get in shape. I'm going to join a gym. Uh, I'm going to eat well, and I'm just tired of being fat, and, I, and I'm getting in shape. Well, what went on the screen? A fat guy. So tomorrow, my inner voice goes, have a donut. One donut's not going to hurt you, and I'll eat a donut. Why? Because your subconscious wants to be true to the image that it has. So you need to be very careful what you think about, what you wish for, what you uh, put in your mind. Uh, I've had so many clients uh, could pass a lie detector test of how positive they are. And, and I, if you really inspect your inner dialogue, and if I had a printout of your inner dialogue, uh, you might be shocked at how you actually talk to yourself and how you're the one that has sabotaged your dream. You did it. You've got free will. It's really up to you. So you're picking something that you can measure for 30 days. Uh, and then how, how do you police yourself? Day one, let's just say that, you know, I'm looking to go to the next level of my business in November, and I am. And, you know, I wake up tomorrow. I've had a, a great day recording the Jim Fannin show, got some other stuff done. And then I wake up tomorrow and I'm like, oh, you know, that client I, I pitched to, he, he probably isn't out of the 
office because it's the fourth quarter and that happens a lot. He's probably not busy. He probably doesn't like me. And then I start replaying that. Let's say I replay it two or three times. How do I, st- when I realize I'm doing it, how do I stop myself and get on a different course? Well, I would reboot. I, I would unhinge my jaw. I, I would close my eyes and I'd turn my brain off. And you got to catch yourself when you're being negative. But I think one of the easier ways to do this is to frame your day. I would get up, and, and so many of my clients have actually put what they want on their bathroom mirror somewhere in a corner. Um, instead of losing, 20 pounds, I don't like the word lose, see the body weight that you desire. So if it's 180, put 180 in the corner of your mirror. Now you're going to see that hopefully twice when you brush your tail, hopefully you're brushing your teeth in the morning, washing your face, and uh, you'll see that. But wake up with the vision in, in your mind and let it tuck you in bed at night as if it's so. So by framing your day with a vision, morning and night, it's going to help you really stay on track. And if you catch yourself being negative, reboot, turn your brain off, and then replace that negative thought with what you want. Put that back in your mind. I'm going to, I am 180. And, and you have to be whatever you want long before the accolade. So you know, I've said this to so many golfers who get frustrated, they miss the cut, and I go, if you were the best in the world, how would you think? How would you act? What would you be? And, and this is acting. You have to act as if you've reached it. And I've helped a player reach number one in the world, but he was acting like he was number one long before the accoladed number one arrived. So this repetition, uh, that's the key. But I would frame my day. That's going to help the repetition. This is, in the history of the Jim Fannin show, I think this is the one that takes the most concentration. Would you say that? What we're talking about right here? I, I think it's, uh, it's a commitment uh, to a process, but it's also a commitment to your dream. Is your dream that important? And uh, this is a practice run, if you will, this 30 days. And, and when this happens, I hope it gives you the feedback. You know what? I can see this. I, I can see how this works. I, I will tell you, Seth, uh, I had some skepticism with a team of mine many, many years ago uh, about this very concept. And um, I said, well, put on the board a client that's never been under Jim Fannin Brands. And they they did put a poker player. They said, have you ever coached a poker player? No, never. Uh, have you ever coached a jockey? I mean, a thoroughbred jockey, you know, like at the Derby? Uh, no, not yet. And so that's on the board. And there's some other things on the board. And And I told my team, I said, this will be manifest with no one making any external calls. We're not going to call the... Uh, trainers down in Kentucky. We're not going to call anybody that may have contacts. We're not going to call the Poker Association. We're yeah, not, you're not networking. You're we're not, not going to network. These no, we're not going to do a PR campaign. No. And they said, well, how's it going to happen? And I said, I'm going to visualize it so. And they're all like, right. And, uh, and so every morning, every night. Now, I didn't visualize 
coaching a jockey. I didn't visualize coaching a poker player. I visualized being in a, a huge room with many tables of poker players, and there is a poker player, nameless, faceless, that I'm with, but I visualized him winning. I visualized his success. I visualized him reaching his goals. And I started doing that every morning, two or three times, only 30 seconds per time during the day. And at night, I got busy in the last 30 minutes. And I visualized the jockey on the horse winning. He's got the roses around his neck, you know, from winning a race, uh, the accolades and and all, all the trappings of success. But I visualized their success. Within two weeks, a poker player and a jockey, by coincidence, you know, I've got the air quotes going, by coincidence, walked into our office, completely manifested. And my grandfather was right. He was right. I I, I wish maybe I was older when he talked to me. I would have gotten it faster, maybe even more in depth. But dreams can be kept alive. They work behind the scenes. But just like Courtney, how many of us have put that dream down because it didn't happen as quick? Or I now have a family and I now have other responsibilities. So having that dream's not going to happen. And right now in America, we need to dream. That's what made America, America. It started with a vision of our founding fathers of a country that we wanted, a vision of independence, a vision of complete freedom, and a vision where there's no rules on being successful, and that anybody and everybody has an opportunity. How can a poor, very poor, living on a dirt floor, little boy in Appalachia now not be poor? How does that happen? And I have to tell you, I've been asked, how did you get out of Kentucky? I love Kentucky. I do. But Kentucky's got some tough uh, challenges right now. And when I go back, I'm like, keep dreaming. Dreams with fueled positive intention and dreams that you turn in your mind as real as possible, they will manifest. Never, ever, ever give up on your dreams. If that's something that you're like, Okay, I, I really I feel like I'm 85% of the way there. Want to I want to buy in. I'm not sure. I'm nervous. What if it doesn't work? All I can tell you was I was sitting in that seat a few months ago, and my business looks quite different in October 2017 because I tried this thing out. Yeah, give it a give it a shot. We got 30 days. Hold up, hold up. Can you recreate the sound of the bell? Everybody, recreate. Hear the sound of the bell. Everyone right now, bite into an apple. Hear the crunch. Feel the saliva in your mouth. Taste the apple. The more that you can recreate sound, touch, feel, vision, all of the senses, smell, recreate. Make your dreams vibrant. Make them real. Why does this work? Because science tells us 
that your subconscious mind does not know the difference between fantasy and reality. And, and that's why affirmations work. I drain, a golfer will say, over and over, just after he missed an easy putt. I drain. I'm the best putter in the world. I've done this with runners that are trying to decrease their time running the 100-yard dash or the 220. They need to be fast in their mind before they can literally beat their time. They need to see themselves having those numbers. They need to see it as if it's real. This has been a game-changing show, I think, for you. But you can't leave before we stop by the Zone Cafe because you're going to need something. You're going to need to order something. Of course, before we do that, we always do dip into audience questions. Ask Jim at jimfannon.com. That's ask Jim at jimfannon.com. This one's fun because we've got one kind of pro athlete fandom one and then one, you know, hyper practical question. Uh, so I'm going to paraphrase the, the, the sports question down a little bit here. Okay. Um, and that is why do teams with rivalries like the team that's good that year, their rivals bad. They can play well against everybody else, but sometimes they can't play well against their bad rival. Well, it's because you you have not detached from the negative movie of when you got your fanny whipped <laughs> and, and, and and you replay it over and over and you have emotion to it and the pain from that loss uh, is still lingering. And, you know, in the World Series in 1997, I'm coaching the Cleveland Indians. I had nine guys on that team. A guy gives up a home run, and then right as the guy's running the bases, the pitcher visualized striking the guy out. He wanted to stop that negative movie of the ball going over the fence and the guy you know, hitting a you know, four-run jack on him. And you've got to see what you want. Well, I want a strikeout. Then see it immediately. And if you strike out in baseball, Go back to the dugout, visualize hitting the ball solid with an accelerated bat head. Don't keep replaying the negative. And you know what athletes are going to do in this World Series? Even the the elite teams, between innings, Seth, they're going to go back and look at bad film of them striking out. And I say, I'd rather you do nothing, but if you do look at film, won't you look at film of when you hit a home run? Smash the ball. You've got to see what you want and eliminate seeing what you don't want. And you have free will. You can do that. Uh, You know, we all have hardships. We all have disappointments. But with every disappointment that you have, flip the script on it and turn it around and see it correct. See it the way you want it. And you definitely need to go to bed like that. That's crucial. I mean, I can't I need to say that uh, probably every show. You better go to bed happy. You better go to bed seeing what you want. Because whatever's on that screen of space, you know, after seven or 10 days doing it, it's going to manifest good or bad. One more before we get in the zone cafe here. Hey, Jim, what does rebooting look like for my 10 year old who really loves gymnastics? Obviously, it's, you know, going during the the routine. If she takes a step out, does she just reboot before the next routine? Or how does that 
work. I, I think what the, the, the commenter is saying is, you know, some sports like hockey, gymnastics, there isn't those natural breaks like baseball, basketball, football, where, you know, in, in basketball, you can actually reboot um, as somebody shooting a free throw, right? So, well, you know, you, you, every sport, you have a, at least a few seconds uh, between uh, your performance. Not so always. It's really about finding wherever that is in your arena. I think the night before uh, your daughter uh, has a meet, uh, she should visualize uh, all the routines that she has over and over again. I'll give you a a real prime example. I'm coaching an ice dancer who had a program that was like two minutes and 30 seconds. And she was struggling in this one performance, this one routine. And so I said, shut your eyes, unhinge your jaw, let's get your breathing down. I want you to visualize your routine, and I'm going to time you. So when you're done, probably, you open your eyes, it should be two minutes and 30-some seconds. That's the length of the music of the routine. So she starts visualizing. I do the stopwatch. Two minutes pass. Two minutes, 30 pass. Three minutes. We're well into three minutes. I'm like, holy cow, what's she doing in there in her mind? So she opened her eyes. She goes, I was done. I said, you're almost a minute over. Why? And she realized at that moment, the toughest part of that routine, she took her time extra, unrealistically, in her own mind to ensure she's going to make it. And so she realized she had been approaching that routine with trepidation, with negativity. and. She did not have a perfect routine and she could until she could do it two minutes and 30-some seconds in her mind. And that's really what happened. And that's how she turned it around. And then I think the day of, uh, of the event, uh, my advice to parents who have a young athlete that you're rearing and helping and guiding, uh, the last day, boy, I'd lay off the instructions. I, I, I'd not talk too much if I was the parent. If you want them to concentrate, stop breaking their concentration. If you want them to be disciplined, self-disciplined, then don't do everything for them. Let them be self-disciplined. And, uh, and then if there is uh, uh, some nervousness or if there's some butterflies, there's some relaxation techniques. And then during the event, she, this, this gymnast may only need a flash image of five seconds of her with her arms up after a successful routine. You have to see what you want as opposed to what you don't want. As we close this out, the Zone Cafe, you need something. Let's go through the five items on the menu. Well, you're pulling up in your car. It's a drive-up window, and there's only five things on the menu, Seth. And uh, you can order self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, or enjoyment. But you got to order one of those things. And it can change. You can also uh, order that and come back in an hour, and maybe you need something else. You can order a huge plate full of self-discipline, the willingness, the commitment to stay with the task to reach a well-defined goal that takes you to that dream. Maybe you need self-discipline. Or you could order a bucket of concentration. Big old, big bucket. That's the ability to focus on the tasks that lead to the goals 
uh, being alone in a crowd, putting on blinders, not being distracted by anything external, really locked into the moment. Maybe you need uh, a, a big bucket of that, or maybe uh, you need a bag of optimism with confidence and trust and belief and expectancy that what you have is enough, that those tasks will lead to the goals. But maybe, Seth, maybe you need to order, we got plenty of it here, a big, tall, cool, refreshing drink of relaxation. Maybe you need to breathe and calm down and, and uh, have your jaw unhinged. But maybe, maybe you need this last uh, meal item Maybe you need some enjoyment. We got a whole bunch of enjoyment, the passion, the enthusiasm. That's something Courtney needed to re-up her energy and her passion for her dream. Maybe you need that to get you fired up and uh, motivate you to get that passion back. So what are you ordering, Seth? Self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. I know you've upped your... uh, uh, goal for this next 30 days. What do you need? Concentration. Without a doubt, at this moment, concentration. Everybody, decide what you want. Decide the missing ingredient that's going to take you over the top, that's going to help you in this next 30 days. Uh, and when you are successful, the one thing that uh, we really want from you, give us some feedback. And, and you can do that at askjim at jimfannon.com. And don't forget, you want to put this all together. And I'm telling you, I made more money this month. I did this. I didn't even know if I was into it when I first signed up to co-host, but I just saw it happen. You can pre-order the blueprint on Amazon. Just search Jim Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N, the blueprint, February 16th. We're going to get this in your hands. I'm telling you, I just made a whole bunch more money than it costs (laughs) to buy a book. (laughs) And that's just, that's just a sliver of what's in the book, right? Uh, well, it is. I mean, I mean, the book has uh, all kinds of tools. The reboot is one of those tools, but it's got a lot of other tools on how to not only create a blueprint, and again, nothing great happens without a blueprint, but it's also going to give you some tools, some guidelines on how to manifest it into its uh, physical equivalent. Everybody, be in the zone. It is the only place to be. And not just in your sport, not just in your business. Be in the zone in absolute everything that you can do. Have an awesome week. And until next time, I'm Jim Fannin. Have an awesome zone week. Goodbye, everybody. Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information. If you're a serious athlete, a weekend warrior, parent, or coach, join us each week as we investigate the latest trends and research coming out of the sport performance world. We'll visit with top athletes, coaches, and sports scientists to keep you on the cutting edge and to find out what it truly takes to achieve human maximum performance. You can visit us online at CrushPerformance.com and Crush Performance Radio with me, Jeff Kershell, can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and at Radio Influence.